the wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus. The wonderful man, the wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus. The wonderful man. I will talk of his love. I will sing of his glory. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus, the wonderful man, the wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus, the wonderful man, the wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus, the wonderful man. I will talk of his love. I will sing of his glory, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus, the wonderful man. Therefore, the last time, wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus, the wonderful man. A wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus, the wonderful man. I will talk of his love. I will sing of his glory. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus, the wonderful man. I like us to appreciate God and bless the name of the Lord for another opportunity to gather again to study at his feet i want us to appreciate him because in the name of the lord none of us will go the same way we have come the lord will bless us today even as we gather i want you to commit your heart even unto the hands of the lord the bible said the entrance of his word giveth light it bringeth understanding to the simple i want you to pray that even as we share of the word of god today that word of life will minister life and the light of god will shine upon your heart i want you to pray for grace to be able to act upon the word that you are going to hear that this word of god that you are going to hear today will not come to you in vain but will be a blessing to you and that at the climax of it all we all declare that we have been blessed let it be so in the name of god the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen shall we pray Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to appreciate you for another great opportunity to gather before you. Our Lord and our God to study at your feet. Since the beginning of this month, we have been discussing the issue of rest. I am praying that even as we gather together tonight, as many who have not been able to see that which you have been trying to open up to us, I'm praying that through these teachings tonight, our Lord and our God, you will give every man and woman under my voice rest in the mighty name of Jesus. As many who labor and are heavy laden, our Lord and our God, may they locate rest in you today in the mighty name of Jesus. At the climax of this teaching today, May we all declare that we have been blessed. Let it be so in the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. I'd like us to open our Bibles very quickly to three places in the Bible. We're going to be reading Hebrews chapter 4, from verse 14 to 16. We're also going to be looking at chapter 3, verse 1, and then finally chapter 2, 
verses 17 to 18. Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 14 says, Seeing then we have a great priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into, unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. Then finally, chapter 2 verse 17 to 18. He said, Wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself had suffered, being tempted, is able to succor them that are tempted. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to say that it is another Tuesday and then time for our midweek service in a district headquarters church, First Square Gospel Church, district headquarters in Egbe. I want to thank God for your lives and as many who are also joining us this evening, I want to appreciate God for your life. And then I want to believe by the grace of God that is another time of blessing and you will not be disappointed in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to start by giving glory to God for this great and wonderful opportunity to congregate and gather at his feet to conclude the expository teachings on the issue of divine rest that God has promised us as believers. Uh, you will know that for the past few weeks we have taken time to examine the book of Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4 and that's what we have been doing in the past three weeks or so and then I believe today by the grace of God we'll be crowning it up as the month of completion and rest comes to an end this week what are some of the things we have seen we have seen that Christ who is the giver of rest that God offers is superior to Moses. That was where we started from. Christ is superior to Moses or any other prophet, dead or living. And then we concluded that day that, that he must therefore be our focus and the example to follow. And then ensuring that our minds are fully stayed on him alone and no other. I want to say that Christ more than any other big man or woman of God is the one that should be our focus. And then most importantly, nothing must be added to him, for he is enough. He is enough, very much enough for us. There is no need to add any holy water, there is no need to add any special oil or mantle, as the case may be. Christ is our all in all. And every one of us as believers who are looking for to enter into the rest that he has promised us. We must put our focus, we must put our gaze, we must begin to follow him as the example that we should be looking at. We have also seen that as believers, we are to ensure that we do not add in our hearts in unbelief. 
We saw the example of the children of Israel who had in their hearts in time past. Because, and because of that unbelief in their hearts, it hindered them from entering the promise of God uh, of, of rest by faith. Last week we saw that the word of God, which is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, is, uh, determines who will enter into God's rest. As this word of God brings peace, deliverance from oppression, it brings salvation and fulfillment in our daily Christian living. With the Holy Spirit empowering the ministry of the word of God to work deeply in our hearts by delivering the rest which has been made available to all who believe in. Now the point I'm making is that the Holy Spirit is important for us to be able to do what? For the word of God to be able to do what God has purposed it to do. Uh, we are therefore to labor diligently by faith in the word of God. We need to labor diligently by faith in the word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth by studying to show ourselves approved unto God, according to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Tonight, by the grace of God, we shall be rounding up our exposition on, on, the, on the book of Hebrews chapter 4, by looking at the topic, Jesus Christ is sympathizing high priest. Jesus Christ is sympathizing high priest. That was why we took time to read Hebrews chapter 4, from verse 14 to 16. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, let us hold fast our what? Our profession. Say, For we have not an high priest which cannot be taught with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all things tempted like we are, yet without sin. He said, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We are going to be looking at these three verses under three subheadings. Number one is the sympathizing high priest. Who is he? Who is this sympathizing high priest? And then we see that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. And then number two is the sympathizing high priest. What is he? We see that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. And then finally, we look at the sympathizing high priest. Where is he? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Come with me very quickly as we start by looking at um, who the sympathizing high priest is. The sympathizing high priest. Who is he? Look at that Hebrews chapter 4 again. It says, Seeing then. We have a great high priest. He's not only a sympathizing high priest, he's also a great high priest. And this high priest, we can see, we see here that he has passed into what? The heavens. And then this high priest is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We encourage that because of all this, we must hold fast our what? Our profession. We must hold fast the profession of our faith. I want to say very quickly that Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 opens up by letting us know that we have a great high priest, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the supreme and greatest high priest that ever existed. 
And I want to say that one of the benefits of blessings of salvation is that Christ is now our high priest, opening a way to his personal presence whereby we can always seek help that we need. It's the greatest benefit of salvation that we have a high priest who is Jesus Christ who can be touched by the infirmities, the pains, the odds that we are passing through. I also want to add that um, this particular passage, like we have seen, identifies Jesus Christ as the what? As the uh, great high priest. And um, you know the word great here is used to do what? To set him apart from all other high priests. The word great is, made, is used to set Jesus Christ apart. That of all the high priests that ever served the people of Israel, served God on behalf of the people of Israel, um, Jesus Christ is the greatest of them all. Now let's look at the issue of this high priest one more time. Who are they? What do they do? Um, the high priest in Judaism is the chief religious functionary in the temple. Of Jerusalem and then his unique privilege was to enter into the Holy of Holies once a year and then that was the on the day of atonement to burn incense and sprinkle sacrificial animal blood to make amends for his own sins and those of the people of Israel uh, I want to add that um, uh, the high priest had to go in undefied if not he will never never return um, he had an overall charge over the finances and administration of the temple. He could not mourn the dead and could only marry a virgin in order to avoid defilement. So that issue of defilement was very, very important. Because if he went into the Holy of Holies defied, he would never come back. We are told that a long chain is normally tied to, his, to, his, to the leg of the high priest. So that if, if there's any issue of defilement and he's struck dead inside the Holy of Holies, nobody goes inside of that place. They will pull him out of it. Now the office of the high priest was first conferred on Aaron by his brother Moses. And then Moses happens to have been the first high priest. And the Jews up to today still consider Aaron as what? As the, as the greatest of all the high priests. Um, but I want to say today that the priesthood of Christ is superior to that of Aaron as the high priest. As true Christ, a once and for all sacrifice was offered for us, sanctifying us and setting us apart for him. I want you to know that the sacrifice that Jesus offered on the cross of Calvary sets us apart, has sanctified us completely and set us apart for him. And by Jesus Christ entering into God's presence on our behalf, Christ secured for us what we call eternal redemption. I'd like us to open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Say, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us so more than the blood of goats more than the blood of any animal he used his own blood to enter what into a once and forever for all sacrifice and gave us what what we call internal redemption in the book of first timothy chapter 2 
verse 15. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. He said, not, Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing, if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with what? With all sobriety. I want to say that this passage therefore declares the priesthood of Jesus. Um, that is um, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 that we have been looking at um, to be the greatest because number one is a Christ has passed into heaven. He passed into the heavens which means that he's in the very presence of God himself. Jesus Christ just as the high priest will go into the holy of holies to um, signifying the presence of God, Jesus Christ has passed into the heavens and is right now in the very presence of God. So that makes him the greatest high priest that you can ever think of. All Aaron, another headly priest, could get was to the get to the holies, the holy of holies. But Christ passed and ascended into heaven, and as far as I'm concerned, still ministers to us even in heaven today. Number two is that we are told in that same uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, that it says, Seeing then that we have a high priest that is passed into the heavens, it says, Jesus Christ is Son of whom? Of God. Now the point there is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, speaks of what? Of his heavenly name. He came into the world to deliver and to save man from sin, from death and condemnation. I want us to know as children of God, that's why, that's why He's so special to us. Jesus Christ is so special to us. He came to deliver and to save us from sin, from death, and from condemnation. And He shows the human nature and sympathy that Christ has for man. Jesus Christ as the Son of God was a man and just as any earthly priest suffered all the trials and temptations that uh, he suffered all the trials and temptations that all other high priests also faced and therefore because of that he can sympathize with all that who come to him he can sympathize with all who come to him in hebrews chapter 2 verse 417 say wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. So he came to become one of his brethren. He came in the in the form of a man, so that he can do what? He can be a merciful and faithful what? High priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. I want to say that Christ is holy and Christ is innocent and spotless and did not need to offer a sacrifice for his own sin unlike the high priests because he had none Christ is sinless he lives ever to do what to intercede for the saints we are therefore like we see in that Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 we are therefore to hold fast our what our profession knowing that Jesus alone has passed into heaven we must be genuine in our confession and hold fast like I said if we want to enter into heaven and live with God in Hebrews chapter 10 
verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. I want to encourage us as believers that we must hold fast to the God that we believe. Hold fast to your confession. Don't be running up and down as many are doing. Hold fast to your confession and to your profession. In the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 11, i like us to open to it. It says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, and that no man take thy crown. I pray for you that no man will take your crown in the mighty name of Jesus. So we have seen who the sympathizing high priest is. He's a great high priest, the greatest of all the high priests, and that is Jesus Christ, who came to do what? Pay the sacrifice of, for internal redemption of our souls. Now we want to take the second part, which is the sympathizing high priest. What is he? The sympathizing high priest. What is he? Let's look at that Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 again. He said, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. I want to say very quickly that Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, like we have seen, is our great and supreme high priest. We have a priest who feels with us, for it's not a high priest who cannot be touched. That word, who cannot be touched there, means who cannot sympathize, who cannot feel or suffer that which we are passing through. It can be touched by our infirmities up to the point that the hurt and the pain that we actually feel inside of our hearts, he also feels it. If you don't know, I want you to know that Jesus Christ actually suffers when we suffer. He knows and suffers right with us. When we are sick, he also feels it. When we lose loved ones, he feels it. When we suffer trials, I want you to know that he does not only know, he also feels what we feel. When we lack money, listen to me, Jesus Christ feels it. When we suffer persecution, when we face death, if you didn't know before now, I want you to know that he faces, he feels what you are feeling. Jesus Christ feels all that we are feeling. And it's a point that we need to take note of very, very seriously. As our high priest is our representative with God. And what is he doing? He's carrying on the glorious ministry and intercession for us. And he's touched by the feelings of our infirmities like we have seen with all human weakness. In John chapter 14, John chapter 14 verse 1, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, also believe in me. He was encouraging them, you must not allow your heart to be troubled. Um, just believe in me, also believe in God. And in verse 18 of that same chapter, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So we have the assurance that whatever we are passing through, we have a comforter. It's right with us. And then we need to go in that consciousness that you are not alone in whatever you are passing through. In Isaiah chapter 63, verse 9. Isaiah 63, verse 9. He said, In all their afflictions, he was afflicted. 
and the angel of his presence saved them and in his in his love and in his pity he redeemed them and he bare them and carried them all the days of old so we have a high priest who can feel what we are feeling number two is that this high priest was also tempted in all things like we are today and yet without sin we must never forget this glorious truth because that is what forms the basis of what of our salvation is the basis of man's salvation because nobody would have been saved unless jesus christ who lived a sinless life did what he did somebody had to live a sinless life and secure the ideal and perfect righteousness that covers sinful man and i want to say that that is what jesus christ did for us on the cross of calvary in john chapter 8 verse 46 john chapter 8 verse 46 the scriptures add this to say he said which of you convinced me of sin and i say the truth why do ye not believe me so he was asking them who amongst you can convict me of any sin he was a sinless man but had to do what had to stand for us so that we can become saved number three thing i need to note on this point that jesus christ is our what is our righteousness and without him there is none that is righteous in fact our righteousness remains as a what as a filthy rag before the lord when god looks at us without christ he sees what all over us no matter how good a man is what god will be seeing is what is a man that is full of what of filthiness and what a man that is full of filthiness and a man that is full of uh, of sin now in isaiah chapter 64 verse 6 he said but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as if live and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away i want us to know that without christ our our good deeds are like what filthy rags before the lord but you know when a man surrenders his life to christ he takes over what the righteousness of our lord and savior jesus christ so when god looks at me looks at you who are now children of god he doesn't see you anymore he sees the righteousness of his son inside of you this high priest was tempted in all things but never sinned so so that is what he is as the sympathizing high priest the last part i want us to look at tonight is the sympathizing high priest where is he where is he and that one is in hebrews chapter 4 hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 say let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need i want to say that this sympathizing high priest is on the throne jesus christ is on the throne of grace now when you talk about throne here you are referring to the seat of authority uh, the seat of honor jesus christ is on the is on the seat of glory respect and reverence and then we need to approach him with what with all respect and what and reverence 
And then it says throne of grace. Grace here means that God is love. And he showers us with what? With his love and blessings. And then we are told to do what? Come boldly unto the throne of grace. I want you to know that as a believer, confident in what God has done for you, you are to come boldly to the throne of grace. You are to come boldly to the seat of authority, the place of honor where Jesus Christ is dwelling, to do what? So that we can obtain what? Mercy. So that we can obtain mercy. Because of what? Because we have sinned against God. We have sinned against God by ignoring Him. We have sinned against God by neglecting Him. We have rejected Him. We have rebelled against Him. We have denied Him. We have disobeyed Him. Some of us have even caused Him in our, in our trials, in, our situ- in the challenges that we face. But I want you to know that God will forgive our sins and have mercy upon us when we come to him for he alone bore our sins let's look at titus chapter 3 verse 5 titus chapter 3 verse 5 the book of titus chapter 3 verse 5 it says not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy ghost I want to say that we, apart from obtaining mercy, we can also find grace in the time of need. Um, I, want, I want to say what a glorious promise. Help is now available to carry us through life, no matter what confronts us. I know there are challenges that you are facing now, but listen to me. If we can come boldly before the throne of grace, help is available for us. And that help is to help us to do what? To carry through life no matter the challenges we are facing and how does god do this he pours out his marvelous grace upon us what you need in life is the grace of god to carry you through those challenges you are passing through and then when you talk about grace here you are talking about the strength of god divine enablement that god releases upon us the blessings of god god releases upon us to help us walk through the trials and the troubles that we face in life in the book of first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 first corinthians chapter 10 i like to read verse 13 verse 13 of first corinthians chapter 10 the bible says They had no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. That is, there is no temptation that you are facing today, but I want you to know that they are all common to man. He said, but God is faithful, and I want you to know that God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? Um, but with, will with, all, with the temptation also make a way to, es- of, to escape. That ye may be able to be it. There's a song we used to sing those days. God will never, never lay on you. Our Lord, you cannot carry. He will never, never lay on you. A body you cannot bear, he will never lay on you. I have been laid to carry. No, no, no. He will never lay on you. I have been laid to carry. I want you to know that you have a God who will never, never lay on you. 
a burden that you cannot carry. In Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, we have this assurance, say, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto good works. Now, I want to round up on this verse 16 by looking at the seven steps to obtaining help from God. Don't forget that when we come to the throne of grace, we obtain mercy. That mercy will help us to find grace to help in the what? In the time of need. Number one step to obtaining help from um, God is to recognize a meeting place with God. Recognize a meeting place with God. And that place, meeting place with God, is the throne of what? Of grace. Where Jesus, the high priest, is what? Is waiting for us. So we are, we are encouraged to come boldly to that throne of grace. Because that is where we can meet the one from whom we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Number two is for us to also have a consciousness that this meeting place has been made available through the atoning blood of Christ. Now, because of the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary, there is no more what? We are no more far from Him. We are now part and parcel of Him, very, very close to Him. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 20, um, Hebrews chapter 10, 19 to 20, says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the world, into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By what? By a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is, that is to say, is what? Is flesh. Number three is, you know, obedience in coming to this throne. So number one, we must do know what, that there is a, a meeting place. We must also be conscious that this meeting place has been made available by the atoning blood of Christ. And number three, we must come in what? In obedience. I want you to know that Without obedience, it is difficult to receive anything from God. Obedience is key to receiving whatever you desire as you come to God. And number four, we must be ready to do what? We must be ready to call upon Him for what? For mercy and grace in the time of need. Mercy, we need mercy, we need the grace of God to be able to receive help in the world in the time of need. Number five, we must come with boldness. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. You don't need to be afraid because it's your father. Uh, we have a father, almighty father. He's the king of kings and the what? And the lord of lords. We need to also come with fervency and what? And earnestness in presenting our case. We need to come with earnest fervency in, do, in doing what? In presenting our case. In the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, James chapter 5, verse 16, says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another, that ye may be healed. He said, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So it requires our fervency, it requires our earnestness in, uh, in presenting our case. And then finally, we must come with faith. Faith in the answer that God is able to do what? To meet us at the point of our needs. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, he says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. He says, He that cometh unto God must believe that is a rewarder of them 
that diligently seek him. So we, we've been able to see a lot by the grace of God on the rest that God has provided for us. And I'm praying for you tonight that in the name of the Lord, you and your family will not miss this rest in the mighty name of Jesus. We have seen what we need to do, what we need to have to be able to assess this rest. We need to focus on Jesus. We need to make sure our minds are stayed on Him every day. Let Him be your focus. Let Him be the example that you have made up your mind to follow. And we have also seen that you don't need to add in your heart. Because those who came in unbelief in time past could not enter into that rest. There are many of us, children of God, we really don't believe completely what God is saying. And that is why we are just going round and round and round in cycles. And the promises of God for our lives is not coming to pass. We have also seen that the word of God, in the past few weeks, the word of God is key. Because that is what we determine in the first place. Whether we located ourselves for the rest that God has proposed for us. And then tonight we are seeing that we have a high priest who can intercede for us so that we can enter this rest at the fullness of time. In conclusion, I want to say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the supreme and high priest, and very great high priest, who is seated on the right hand of God, doing what? Making intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. I want to encourage every believer to say, whatever you are passing through, you are not alone. You have a father, you have a God, who is able to see you through in that situation that you find yourself. I want us to know that governments of the day, or men and women who run these governments, who run these institutions, um, they must never be our focus. A lot is happening around us. And you know, you know what the devil tends to do? Is to take our focus on, from Christ and put it on these men and women. And we we'll begin to argue amongst ourselves. But I want to say tonight, as I bring this message to an end, our focus must be on Christ. I want you to tell that brother, your focus must be on Christ. Let your focus be on Christ in all that we do. Because when our hearts, like we have been hearing, are stayed on Him, we will enjoy the rest that He provides. When we focus on Him, we will not be distracted by the things that are happening. There's so much distractions all over the place. But I'm praying for you today that you will stay focused. And as you stay focused, you will not miss your rest. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let's rise up to say some prayers. I want us to rise up to say some prayers. Rise up, let us say some prayers. The wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus the wonderful man sing the song after me wonderful man that came from heaven jesus the wonderful man i will talk of his love i will sing of his glory 
Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus, the wonderful man, the wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus, the wonderful man, the wonderful man that came from heaven, Jesus, the wonderful man. I will talk of his love. I will sing of his glory, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus, the wonderful man. I want us to thank God for the word of God that we have had tonight. I want us to thank God because I believe the word of God has been a blessing to you. If it has been a blessing to you, open your mouth and say, Baba, thank you for your word that I have had tonight. We have had by the grace of God that we have a high priest, somebody we can rely upon. Somebody who is making intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And I want you to begin to pray and say, Baba, I come boldly before your throne tonight. I come to receive mercy. Mercy in every area of my life. Mercy that will help me to find grace. To find grace to help in the time of need. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, Baba, I come to you tonight, our Lord and our God. To locate mercy for every sin, every sin, our Lord and our God, that I have sinned against you. I come boldly to you, our Lord and our God. I come boldly to the throne of grace. Have mercy upon me today and blot out every area of transgressions in my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, by your mercy, let every area of transgression, let every area of sin be blotted out of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive receive grace our lord and our god pray pray this prayer i receive grace i receive grace ah to find help in every area of need in my life in the mighty name of jesus grace to find help in every area of need in my life i receive it tonight in the mighty name of jesus i also want you to pray grace for humanity the whole of humanity all over the world that is suffering from this covid 19 pandemic ah i want you to pray baba by your grace come and intervene enough is enough come and intervene on our behalf come and intervene on their behalf and in the name of the lord let there be healing in the mighty name of jesus by your grace let there be healing and finally i want you to begin to declare divine rest is my portion in the mighty name of jesus divine rest is the portion of my family in the mighty name of jesus divine rest is our portion in Egbe church Divine rest is our portion. Everyone listening and hearing me today, divine rest is our portion in the name of God, the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for the way that you have led us and thank you for the word of God that you have given to us in the past few weeks and then this evening again and we say take all the glory in the mighty name of jesus i pray for everybody that i intercede on their behalf and i'm asking jesus christ the high priest baba you will intercede on their behalf and pour your mercy upon them so that they will be able to find grace to for to help in the time of their needs in that area of needs that they are passing through in the mighty name of jesus i pray for everyone under my voice none of them will remain stranded anymore 
in the mighty name of Jesus. And as many who have not known you as Lord and Savior, and pray for them today, our Lord and our God. Without you, Baba, they cannot locate mercy. Without you, they cannot even come to the throne of grace. Our Lord and our God, I pray today for your mercy upon their lives. Mercy that will do a work of turn around even in their lives. Let there be a release in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, we bless you, but because the things that we have had today, our Lord and our God, will make us to assess that which you have purposed for us. And your name alone will forever be honored. Thank you, Daddy, for everything. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I like to say, please, by the grace of God, we are still expecting questions from us. And uh, next Tuesday, we'll be looking at how to assess the uncommon blessings of God. I pray that God will continuously keep and watch over us. And in the name of the Lord, I will hear your testimony in Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen.